We are pretty much the current affair of radio. That's what we've decided our show is, and we got all hectic on some Irish scammers earlier in the year. These guys were ripping off thousands and thousands of dollars uh, from elderly people not completing work that they'd paid for, uh, mainly roofing, uh, and we actually tracked down the scammer. Um, We couldn't air that exact call for legal reasons. So my favourite part of the whole Irish scam story was when we paid another Irish guy, a carton of beer, to come in in a current affairs style, reenact a dramatic reenactment of uh, the call that we had. Let's take a listen back on the Irish scammers of 2018. Yesterday, we broke the story of some Irish gypsies getting around scamming people around Brisbane. And then last night, you flick on the telly, the news in here in uh, our city is all over it. Brisbane restaurants have lost hundreds of dollars in trade through an elaborate scam by a group of Irish gypsies. They're accused of eating like kings in a number of venues and slipping glass in their meals so they don't have to pay a cent. Mmm, Yeah. Bird's Nest in the Valley was where the story broke from. Yes. Yeah, but apparently there was a couple of different restaurants that said, yeah, well, it's happened to us as well. But they didn't want to say anything because they were so embarrassed. A lot of them had been doing research trying to work out how glass could possibly get in there. Yeah. Because you always want to go, well, customer's right. And I feel sorry for people in businesses these days because there's so many different reviews online. Like, you can do Google reviews that people go to their website and see all their reviews. And I have to admit, I go by it as well. Yeah. Mm. And if someone just writes a bad review and you can't really stop it, whether it's true or not. Well, it's word of mouth times a billion, really. Yeah. Isn't it? And yeah. if you Google now, most of the time, if you're Googling for a business, the reviews come up before the, yeah. de- the link to their website even, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, we spoke to um, the manager of Bird's Nest yesterday where this said event actually uh, occurred, and this was her telling the story to us. Three ladies. Um, they ordered lunch, you know, everything was going smoothly. I thought something was a little bit strange. All of a sudden, one of the ladies started uh, screaming and spat out all the food into her um, napkin. And she wouldn't give me the food in the napkin, I think, because that's when she was about to place this uh, shard of glass in the food there. Mm. And um, she pulls out this shard of glass and said, Look, there's glass in your food. And they gave me the piece of glass. And I thought, I, look, I was looking at it and I thought, this is not a glass for our restaurant. And me and my staff member were just absolutely terrified of these ladies. Mm. said, ladies, I'm more than happy to comp the bill. And I was saying, look, ladies, I just want to get to the bottom of it. But they just didn't care. That's not what they wanted. They were just after getting their bill comped um, from the restaurant and walking out with a free meal. Do you know she even said that uh, they ordered, like, drinks and they drank all their drinks, so she cleared it. And they went, how dare you? We still had drinks in there. We need another round for free. God, they're insane. Uh, you've worked in hospitality a lot up to this job. Yes. Did anything ever happen to yeah. you before? Yes. There were, yes, I, yes, I got scammed once. Um, I was, I'd been given uh, the coffee shop to run by myself. I, my boss had one and he said, I'm opening a new store, I want you to run it. And so uh, I was closing up. This was so stupid, but this guy came up and he said, I've just been down at your other store. I'm a, a friend of um, your boss did. Um, and I went, Darren. He went, yeah, Darren. He said to come up here. He didn't have any money in his float. He said, you'd give me some money out of the till to get home, about 400 bucks. And I, like, it was so fast. And he was just yeah. sort of talking real quick. And I went, um, okay. I uh, gave him the money. Seemed so must have been confident <clears throat> as well. Very yeah. confident. Very confident. And he walked off. And I thought, hang on a second. And I called my boss. I said, did you just send your mate up here to take some money out of the till? And he went, no. I went, oh. cool. No, that's fine. Did you just put your own money in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. 
know. Yeah, 400 bucks. And in the moment, it, was it because they were so sure and so So sure, certain. so confident, and so quick fire as well. Like, I didn't even realise until after when I was singing it, he didn't say Darren's name. He waited for me to say it. He didn't even know... Darren I think it's all. just human nature. You don't want to seem like you don't believe someone else because that would be entirely rude. Yeah. So you go with them and go, yeah, I trust it. My friend was saying that in the beauty world, they're finding that they're getting scammed quite a bit because of the reviews online. Huh. She had someone get um, lips done and then everything was fine and then went home and took a photo of blisters of the lips uh-huh. and sent it through and said, like, I need you to reimburse mm. my credit card. And she's like, no, no, you need to come in. I want to have a look at it because this is highly unusual that you'd have fillers and burns or blisters, whatever. yeah. Yeah, and um, they said, no, we don't even want to step in your premises anymore. We're disgusted by it. But we've done a review and we're willing to take it down if you reimburse us. Uh, so they'd post blackmail. So yeah. they'd post old photos of it. But, yeah, we want to know if you have a business. And you have been scammed, 131060. Yeah. Any type of business, not just hospitality, just anything that's happened here in Brisbane, are there more people than this Irish women getting around? Yeah, we're talking scams on 131060. Uh, there is the one that we broke yesterday that happened at the Bird's Nest um, in the valley. It then got onto the news last night. A group of Irish women going in, eating up a storm, pretending that there's glass in their meal, and refusing to pay. Apparently they've fleeced thousands out of heaps of restaurants around Brisbane. Mm. Yeah. And we want to know, has it happened to you in a business, 131060? We've got Kate in Burpengary. What happened? Uh, so I own a saddlery, which is a horse job, uh-huh. um, and it even happens in our world. So there's a girl who's quite well known in the area, and I know her, and she never comes in when I'm in store. She always waits till my junior member's in store. So she came in, bought a flyover for her horse, took it home, loved it, put a photo up, look at my new horse in his flyover, walked around the paddock, and then she waited until the next shift when my junior member was on, bought the flyover back, covered in mud, horse hair, prickled and dirt, and demanded her money back because it was the wrong flyover that she purchased. Uh. Got the staff member talking really fast, and by the time she got the money out, she literally grabbed the money out of her hand and left the store so fast. My staff member's standing there going, what the hell just happened? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And so she's you... like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, it's not your fault. She's known for doing it. Right, yeah. And she knows the junior staff don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. The customer complains to the boss. You get in trouble from the boss. Yeah. And it's like what you said. They're so confident with yep. doing it that you go, well, they must, they're not going to be lying to me about it. And that thing that what she said, they talk so fast that so you don't have time. Well, to, I had a lady come into and... a clothing store that I was working in. She was so lovely. I was like, gee, we're bonding. And she was just trying on all these different dresses and ha- told me about all this wedding she had to go to and all this. And I was like, yeah, that's great. And she goes, look, I'm just going to go around the corner, get some money, and I'll come back. I said, no worries. And then she walked out, and then I went to go and get the clothes from the change room and realised they were all gone. And she'd been caught. She'd put okay. alfoil in for to get the security gags. Oh, wow. so, yeah, that does not work anymore. No, it so doesn't. No, 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 it doesn't. No, but it did work. Tess, uh, <laughs> you've been scared. Yeah, I have been. What happened? Um, I used to work at Brumbies when I was like, you know, first job, and um, I had this guy came up and like paid with like a hundred dollar note for like a loaf of bread that's like four dollars, uh, you know? Yeah. And my- my manager was always like, if you have big notes, leave them on the top of the till, get your change out, and then put it back underneath the till because we have a camera pointing on the till. So I got out his correct change, counted it 100%, because like, I was still a junior. I was like still wanting to make sure it was 100%. Gave him his cash. He must have had a fake pocket because he put it in his jacket, and I saw him do that. 
And then he, like, literally went to walk away and then came back, like, without, like, only a couple of steps. Yeah. And was like, you gave me the wrong change. I was like, no, no, I didn't. Like, I made sure I did. And he's like, you're just a stupid junior. You don't know anything. Look, I'll empty my pockets out. And he emptied his pockets out and there's only, like, I think a 20 in there. Yeah. And he's like, you owe me $50. And I was like, oh, no, I don't. I know I gave you the correct change. There's a camera pointing over the till. Let me call my boss and get her to check it. And he's like, no, I'm in a rush. This is disgraceful. You're just a stupid junior. And I was like, oh, oh okay, and gave him the $50. I was just really scared. Wow. And then at the end of the day, I counted the till, and it was exactly $50 down. Yes. And I was so upset. I did exactly what you guys did. I put my own money in the till, and I was only like... Yeah. Like That's not fair. See, when I worked at Macca's, they would never let you. They would they would go fine. That's understandable. They would rip the till out, recount the whole thing to make sure. Oh, really? Yeah. But you were a manager, weren't you? Crew trainer. Crew trainer. Didn't you get in trouble? No. No, no, no. If there was a dispute <laughs> and you were sure you had the right money, they, yeah, would, they right. would go, we'll count the till right now and clear it up. Uh, Sharon from Cleveland. You've been scammed? Yes. My 13-year-old daughter found Bruno Mars tickets online on Gumtree uh. and being a bit dubious, you know, I, I phoned the lady and she was so sweet and lovely and gave me this big story about how her partner had broken her back and they couldn't get to the concert and they had the two tickets and gave me bank account details and um, anyway, my 13-year-old daughter had walked the neighbour's dogs over the holidays and oh. earned her money oh. referring to pay for her ticket and for us being our eldest child, it was the first time she was going to a concert by herself. So there was lots of emotion involved with the whole incident. Anyway, so I'd, my husband's um, involved in um, law enforcement, in police. Yes. So he's like, you ring, you check, you know, did all of those things. Anyway, she sent the two tickets via uh, text message mm. and she said she had a third one. I transferred the money for the third one. It didn't arrive. Uh. When I've called back yesterday, she disconnected her phone. Oh. Bloody hell. That's, a, that's the tickets are happening with that at the moment. Uh, and Kirsten, we're going to wrap up with you from uh, Eaton's Hill. Um, you've been scammed? Or your husband was scammed? Yeah. yeah, well, my husband and I used to work in car rental and um, we would have customers who would hire cars similar to the ones that they owned and um, swap out all the tyres or oh. we even had someone drop, drop a whole engine out once and replace it with their crappy engine and bring the car back. You wow. are kidding me! So, Cost them like 50 bucks for the day and they got four new tyres or a whole new engine. Why is Maddie this? not shocked? This no, is what's bothering I've, me. I've heard about this happening before yeah. and I've been told yeah. that Holden is the most common car it happens with. Yeah, well, yeah, quite possibly. I mean, there's a different car rental companies have different fleet of cars. Yeah. So people would just ring around and try and find yeah. a car that was similar to theirs and... Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, it's a cheap way to do it, but it's super dodgy. Because yeah. you don't check it every time that. either, do you? So there might be three or four people who hire the car before you realise. Yeah. Wow. <gasps> Who's it going to be? That's a bit. Yeah. That's full on, though, isn't it? Uh, well, there you go. Thank you, wow. everyone, for your honesty this morning and your calls. Uh, it's Stav, Abby and Matt. Brisbane restaurants have lost hundreds of dollars in trade through an elaborate scam by a group of Irish gypsies. They're accused of eating like kings in a number of venues and slipping glass in their meals so they don't have to pay a cent. Yes, I will admit my obsession with this story has been a little unhealthy. <laughs>
Look, we all like doing a little bit of detective work and we were disgusted and felt sorry for a lot of the businesses here in Brisbane that have been scammed. A lot of them haven't come forward because they're even embarrassed by it and yeah. a lot of individuals as well. Last year, there was a group of Irish tradies going around, well, pretending to be tradies, and ripped off people for thousands and thousands of Roofers, of they pretend to be roofing guys, yes, fixing yeah. roofs. This, I guess, annoyed me so much because we were following it. The cops were coming out, hardline, yeah, we're going to catch them. They'll be brought to justice, da-da-da-da-da. And then we find out one day they all booked tickets to go to Hawaii hmm. and then just left. No one at Border Forces even stopped them because it was all too hard. Well, and we then they Well, we don't know. Maddie, we're saying that. We don't, we don't know, know that. that. If someone hands over money to an individual... That is a anyway, transaction. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. doesn't matter. Your opinion is we should have let them go. My opinion is. That's not our opinion. That's not our We're just opinion. saying you hey, don't know the ins and outs of the police. I don't give a op- shit. I don't care. <gasps> I don't care. I don't care. Well, just let me say my piece. Okay. I'm not happy. I don't like it. He stole, they stole money from old men. They stole money from small businesses. We shouldn't have let them go. They should have been in trouble. The end. End of story. Do wrong. Get in trouble. That's how it works. That's what we teach our kids. So we tracked down... One of the scammers who we think is the scammer, right? We linked it to a Facebook account. We got the number off a victim, linked it to a Facebook account, called him, spoke to him. Now, legally, we weren't allowed to play that audio on the radio. So, we found a loophole where if you don't get the person's permission to play his voice, yes, you can simply do... A dramatic reenactment, much like they do on Australia's Most Wanted. This is just a reenactment. I'm not even going to say dramatic. Okay. It's exactly like <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's, it is. A, it's a mildly dramatic reenactment of what occurred. Here we go. This is the phone call that we reenacted this morning. Uh, hello. Hello. Is that f- speaking? G'day, mate. It's um, Stav, Abby, and Matt. We're from. You're on the air. We're a Hit 105 radio show in Australia. All right. We've tracked down your number as possibly one of the uh, Irish uh, gypsies that we're getting around Australia. No, no, I, th- I think you've got the wrong number here, Miss. Yeah, right. So, you do you and um, have you been to Brisbane? Do you know what has been occurring in the news? I've been to Brisbane, but um, I don't know about this whole gypsy thing that's happening. Yeah, no, there was um, there was these uh, guys and girls that were going around um, scamming restaurants. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, I think I heard about that, but it's ridiculous. Seen it on social media, same as what you heard. Is it pretty hard being, I guess, an Irish guy that's been to Brisbane and then people presuming it's you? It is. It's very hard. When you're when you're tired of the one brush, I don't even know why you're calling me. I don't know how you got my details, but I know you got the wrong guy. Or, you know, you know, I'm not one of these guys. I think this is a misunderstanding. Okay, the number we got, uh, we got it from someone who... What? Excuse me. This isn't a number. This is my Facebook you're calling me from. We got it from somebody who has been in contact with these people, been scammed by them, and we've put it in the number into Facebook. If you put a number into Facebook, if it's linked to an account, it will show up. Yeah, of course you will. Well, well what number do you have? It ends in... F- no, that's the wrong number. My, my number ends in... Well, right. we got it just from a roofing company in Facebook. Have you ever done any roofing work in Brisbane? Never did, nope. Work on computers, I'm an IT expert. I was only I was only holidaying in Brisbane, visiting some family. I was actually born in Brisbane. What, so do you know the name of the hospital that you were born in? Um, oh, flip, what's it called again? It's, um, I think it's actually closed now. Yeah, it's in, there's a new hospital there, is there? You've got a beautiful Irish accent for being born in Australia. Yeah, well, I have lived in Ireland for most of my life. My mum, she's from Australia, uh, but I'm, I'm back in Ireland now. I'm speaking to you from Ireland. Uh, I was I was only in Australia for, for uh, three weeks, so I don't know. 
I don't know how I've been connected to any of this crap that's been going on. Yeah, right. Were you holidaying with a group of friends or is it was it just you? I was just with the missus and the kids, you know. Right, that's where it kind of went. It was all fine. We were just chatting to him, getting to know him, trying to work out some details. At this point, he turns, gets quite defensive. Yes. Now, the, the reenactment isn't quite as heavy as the conversation got with him. He got quite angry. And this is how the conversation continued. Why are you asking me all these for? But I... Obviously, what are you saying? Now, we're on radio. I want to tell you one thing, that you people are, like, actual lying about how you got my number because that ain't my number and I'm, well, you've probably had someone else to give you my number or my Facebook. You haven't got my number. You've just got my Facebook account. You put a number into Facebook. Yeah. It comes up with the page that yeah. it's linked to. A roofing company came up that is linked to a scam that took thousands of dollars off an elderly man and you are the only person who has liked that Facebook page. So... Well, I've only liked it, so... Yes, well, it's called... Well, I've only liked it, well... Well, sorry for liking a page or something like that. I liked on Facebook. You can't be judging the jury because of that. No, absolutely not. But I'm just trying to work out whether a guy in IT has liked a roofing company. Yeah, because I like the way they've done the job. Maybe I like the way I was doing the job. But I, I don't know what, and it's happened. But what roofing job would you need done when you've been here just for a three-week holiday? I don't know. I probably... I can't remember liking this page. If I'm being honest with you. Photos on your Facebook page, we can see there in Dubai. Yes. Is the same person who is in photos with the ladies who've been photographed here in Brisbane. That's the other link that we made. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. That's that's a lie because um, cause I have no link to anyone else. Well, you've got a doppelganger out there then. Must do. Must do. It's not me. Um, I know one thing. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not connected to this. I haven't even met anyone in Australia. The other thing on your Facebook page is you've got photos of you in Brisbane last year. Ah, uh, yes, but that, that was last year. You see, uh, I was September last year. I was here for another three weeks. All right, cool. Right. Well, um... So what I'm saying to you is I'm no link from anybody from here. And your accusations of what you're saying, it's a lie. Yeah, right. We're out of time. Thank you for taking our call this morning. Um, Thank you. Have a Thanks. Bye. So you can see he wraps up a little upset there. Yeah. Mm. Now, as we said, we suspect he is. We can't 110% confirm. No. Um, that was the dramatic reenactment of their call. But 131060, we should open up the phones here. It's getting heated. Um, should we have let them go is the question we're going to ask. Should these people have been allowed to leave the country or should we have kept them there and uh, tried to lay charges. Brisbane restaurants have lost hundreds of dollars in trade through an elaborate scam by a group of Irish gypsies. They're accused of eating like kings in a number of venues and slipping glass in their meals so they don't have to pay a cent. Uh, get on our podcast after the show. You'll be able to hear the chat we had with who we suspect to be uh, one of the gypsies. Um, apparently I'm being too mean to the police, I've been told. No, no not at no. No, my not... the boss rang and said, no, oh. just calm down, mate, what? calm down. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just he did. Uh, yeah. Probably clamping his car as we speak. Uh, uh. I just feel if anyone's broken the law, I think yeah. everyone will agree. No, no one deserves to get away with it. No. But I feel like if we have had the police go, please leave. They have their reasonings, which we are unaware of. True, but also so maybe this is a bigger investigation that they're doing. If my grandfather had been fleeced of 30 grand by somebody yeah. and I found out that, oh no, that's not important, there's something more important, I would be truly yes. deeply upset by that. They would, but 100%. if you found out that your grandfather had handed over money without having a contract and out having the work done... 
That, that, but that doesn't make it okay still. It it's, doesn't. You know, a scam is a scam. I think my point here is that we don't actually know any of the details about why they were allowed to leave the country. 131060, the question is, should they have been allowed to leave? Ashley, you're on the air. There's no way they should have been allowed to leave. If we had gone over there and done this same thing, we'd be in jail by now, for sure. Yes. How is it acceptable? How is it acceptable that they can go? Okay, I'm just going to leave leave the country now without any consequences. They haven't, you know. What are the authorities doing about it to protect the elderly we, people that have been? Sick? But Ashley, is it true that we don't actually know what they're doing, and they might be chatting with the Irish um, police at this stage and trying to work out how they can actually charge them, and at this stage don't feel they've got enough evidence to be able to charge them? Yes, they. We don't know the full backstory behind it. We're only getting told what the media is telling us now. Hmm. But what is the compensation for the elderly people that are out of pocket now? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. We've been told by that guy who we only suspect, we don't know if he definitely is one of them, he's coming back to the country. Mm. He did say to us in uh, another phone call, he said he will be returning. Uh, Hannah, you're on. What do you think? Hi. Um, I personally think that, you know, they should have got in trouble. They should have been stopped. Um mm. You know, like, the thing is that gypsies get away with everything in Ireland. My partner's from Ireland. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he was telling me, like, some of the horrible things they do. Like, you know, they just beat people if they say they don't share their potatoes or, you know, yeah. it's just ridiculous. There needs to be stopped. Yeah. I think the thing that people forget about them, though, too, Hannah, and your husband probably agrees with me, they're incredibly intelligent with the law. Like, they know yeah. how to get around stuff and they know how to use the law in their favour as well. So, yeah, yeah the, it makes it really tricky. Yeah, the Irish police are very corrupt. Like, my partner left Ireland three years ago because of how bad it was. And then his PR in Queensland, like, in in Australia, got declined, so he's had to move to New Zealand. So I'm working every day to save up to move over with him, you know, and he wants to settle over there. And I I read stuff, and I'm like, I don't really want to have children in, you know, Ireland. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. Of course, this is not all of Ireland that we're talking about. This is just a small section, like any country. Everyone's got their good, everyone's Can got their bad. Can please stress that? Because it is St. Paddy's Day on Saturday and my friends celebrate. They're Irish. I'll be Everyone. celebrating. <laughs> we'll be having a Guinness. Uh, Mandy from Carindale yeah. joins us. What do you think, Mandy? Um... I can absolutely see your point, and it's it's disgraceful if it's true that, th- that this is what's happened. Um, but I think that you're making judgments about whether or not the police have taken action without knowing the whole story it's not necessarily a case of something being more important it's just when um when you charge someone there are certain elements of the offense that you have to be able to prove before you can even bring it to court and if you can't if you don't have enough evidence you have to wait until you do you a lawyer Um, and as a work for the police I used to be a police officer uh-huh. and uh, I've got police in my yeah. family. My husband's third generation police officer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's nothing more frustrating as a police officer when you know mm. someone's done something, but if you can't, if you don't have enough evidence to prove it, you can't even get to court. So How much so do you I need think, though? Matt, you're making assumptions. Well, unfortunately, that's that's the law. That's the way mm. the, the system operates. And remember, everyone's innocent um, pro- until proven guilty, so that's why you need to Well, not evidence. only that, you have to, as I say, you have to have every element. Elements are when a, a law is written. Mm. Um, when you charge someone, you have to be able to prove every single aspect of that, mm. virtually an answer to each word 
in the the way that that charge is worded. I understand that, and but if you've you got don't to have it. Do you understand, like, as someone who, if you watch the news, right, and then you see the police on there, they're going, and look, I'm not having a go at the cops. I'm just saying, you know, you see, we're going to get them. They'll be brought to justice. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And then the end result is like, well, sorry to the old guy who lost the money. We had to just get rid of them because we can't lay charges. You'll never see that money again. Absolutely. And as a police officer, there is nothing more frustrating Mm. than having to let someone go that you know has done the wrong thing. Mm. It's happened to me. It's happened to every other police officer out there. And particularly in in cases like this where the victim's elderly, Mm. um, and it's even more frustrating if it's ended up being a a violent offence and you've got to let them go. Well, Mandy, wouldn't it it would be the case here too, wouldn't it, where they knew they were about to get done so they go to the to leave the country. The police don't have enough evidence to hold them here, so exactly. they have to let exactly. them out. Because if you Maybe, think about it, Manny, exactly. how long is it going to take them to prove that that piece of glass that the gypsy had wasn't from that and restaurant? That whole process would take about six months just to get that far in that one part of the case. Manny, you know? can oh, I... absolutely. And yeah. criminal investigation shows are our worst enemy because yeah. they make it seem like you get DNA and fingerprints back in half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, you it's don't? not the case. No. No, no. no. I know that, I know. <laughs> no, and our hard-working people at the John Tong Centre and our other forensic science services are up to their eyeballs in things that people want right now. Have you, you know? had a question? I just want to know, Mandy, would it, could it be considered that they are still tracking them now and we're oblivious to that? It could be. It could be. It's... It often, loads of people, not just um, this particular case, loads of people that are not citizens of Australia that commit offences here and then go home. It doesn't necessarily mean that that investigation's not still ongoing. All right, well, we're going to take the stuff we have from today. We're going to pass that on to the police and see what they can do with that. Thanks for calling, Mandy. I appreciate it. No worries. Stav, Abby and Matt. On Hit 105.